Wake up your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to How We'd Book It, the wrestling podcast where we book either wrestlers, events, whatever. We give you our opinions on how we'd book them. And today, notice that Jason's not here, but I have a very special guest with me. From the BICBP Radio Network, the host of many different podcasts, and one of the best podcasters I've ever met, Matt ah. Johnson. Ah, uh, you're buttering me up. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I- I'm good. I'm good. I was like, you know, I want to talk about John Huber, but, you know, who who do I talk about that with? Jason's, uh, he couldn't be on this episode today, and I was like, you know, Matt was friends with him, Let's and we did that one tribute show to him. Let- let's let's did, have him yeah. on. And, and talk yes. about how we'd book him if he hadn't passed. And unfortunately, you know, give a little backstory. John Huber passed almost a year ago. Um, it was at the end of December. And so I thought this would be the perfect time to talk about how we'd book him. I mean, I get when was his last match? It was sometime in November, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he was just randomly out uh, away for uh, like a month or two beforehand. So uh, in November, I, like late October sounds about yeah, no, right. No, it was right. late October because I, I went to full gear last year. Actually, that popped up on my memories. It was like, oh, I was in. Jacksonville, Florida. That that was a terrible experience, except for the wrestling show. I'll tell. I'll tell. I'll tell. I'll talk about that on the stream later today that I'm doing. I guess you won't. I I forget how podcast works, so this will be out later. So the stream will already been out. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's it's it sucks because it's like yeah, today I'm doing this, and then the, the podcast doesn't come out for a week, and they're like, oh, he did that today. What? Yeah, yeah, you got to line up your stuff. It's like booking WCW in the 90s, man. It's all over the place, all over the place. Fair enough, fair enough. But um, So we will be booking John Huber, Mr. Brody Lee, the leader of the Dark Order. Um, we did that tribute show, like I said, and it was it was nice to talk about him, but like that was one of the most shocking things in wrestling I've ever seen. Like I was about to do a live stream during his passing, and I was like, or, no, he had just started a live stream. I looked on my phone, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's still uh it's it's still hard to, you know, kind of imagine all that. It's still very hard to uh, you know, the, the that it is real, you know. Um just recently, not too long ago, they did uh a guy out of Rochester did a uh a, a Brody Lee documentary and they did a one night release at a movie theater and I got to interview him beforehand about it. And uh it just it it brought back a ton of like just a lot of memories, a lot, a lot of memories. It was cool. I, I got to talk about my experiences with him, but, um, you know, it, it was just cool that, that, you know, people still haven't forgotten, you know what I mean? Uh, in a, in a good way, in a good way that they're still putting, uh, you know, they're still paying tribute to Brody, even all these months later, almost a year later, still taking good care of his family. And, uh, you know, it's 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 been a bright spot for AEW as far as how they've handled it, and I, I do got to give them a lot of kudos, right? Because I mean, the way that they handle it is the reason why CM Punk is back right now. It's the reason why a lot of these guys who've been around and seen some of the the the, the shit in the and in, in the you know the big time pro wrestling industry are like, okay, there's something different about this place. So let's let's I, I want to see what this place is all about. Yeah, because nobody knew he was sick. Nobody knew, like, except for, like, people in the locker room. And if it had been WWE, it would have been out on the dirt sheets the day of. They would have made a storyline about it or something. It's yeah. just, it, it gets horrible. Like, yeah, the, 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 the Roman Reigns leukemia one, like, still makes me sick. And it's like, what, Jesus, what would they have done with yeah. about Brody? You know, like, this is not something to take lightly. Any of it. No. So, um, 
yeah, horrible, horrible, just gross stuff. And AEW has uh, been pure class since uh, they've been around. So kudos to them. Yeah, they they've really taken care of his family, Amanda, his son, uh, Brody Lee Jr. And it's uh it's pretty cool to see what they're doing with the Dark Order. They're bo- his boys and his girl Anna J. You know, the, the before like his passing, they were you know mid card at best. But now they're they're hanging with Hangman. They're hanging with the elite. And they're they're getting a good push out of like a bad situation, right? Yeah, they've been they've been relevant. Like I, I don't, it's hard to keep. There's so much wrestling that goes on nowadays. It's hard to keep up. But uh, you know, it, it it they're keeping them relevant, and that's that's an important thing. I always see their name popping up. They are getting big time matches still, and they didn't just disband the group in Brody's. You know. Uh, Pat after Brody's passing, which is which is an important thing. Uh, you know, it's 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 a little unprecedented. It's it's happened before, but um, the, the fact that they keep the Dark Order going, they pay tribute to Brody as often as they do. Uh, they 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 let little Brody kind of participate whenever he can, and uh, it, it it's a cool way to honor his legacy. It really is. Yeah, they just recently had that uh show in Rochester, which you know. For people who don't know, he was originally supposed to debut in Rochester, which is his hometown. And Correct. They they paid tribute to him after the show. They uh, they let uh, little Brody come out, and they let the Dark Order come out, and Amanda, and it was, it was it was overall a good vibes and a good way to pay tribute to him. I think that they needed to do that in Rochester is pay tribute to him. Uh, hundred percent agreed. Because you know what I mean, it, them doing the tribute show that they did in December, that could have been it. And, and I think people would have been happy. But the fact that they did, they legit dedicated a, another episode to Brody in Rochester just shows how much he meant to everybody. And, and like, like how crazy is that, right? Yeah. WWE would never, ever, ever do something like that. Um, ever. Uh, no. It's happened dozens of, you know, these occurrences have happened dozens of times and they, they just, they don't do it. They don't televise it. They don't air it. And I mean, how special was that for the people of Rochester? that they got to to witness that that was special for them because um, you like you said Brody was supposed to debut it kept it got pushed off due to COVID and then he never got to wrestle in AEW um, in Rochester and that was you know his his they put a rocket ship to his back as soon as he got in there and he never got to do that and that's like it's one of those it's one of those great what ifs I think in, in pro wrestling right now is if if he would have been around to to debut in Rochester how crazy would that have been because they don't do tell WWE wasn't do it hasn't really done a whole lot of televised shows out of Rochester yeah. uh, over the last five years or so and that's when Brody was you know kind of uh, he was there he was around they did a lot of house shows but they never ever they very rarely if ever do a uh, a, a televised taping so uh, so yeah this is uh, that would have been a cool opportunity for him to have. I agree, and the one th- the one cool thing about this show is we're going to p- pay tribute to Brody, and we're going to say how we would book him. So I guess the best place to start would be after the dog collar match, which turned out to be his last match, but I- I'll let you go first since you are the guest. How would you have booked Brody's return? Because he did take that month off uh, before his passing. What would you have done? Like, would it be a world title match? Would you have booked him in the scene or just dark order push or... I think you got to build them up again, uh, and against specifically who I'm I'm not sure, but you know 
he does that. He, he you know, the, the month off was obviously due to his health, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it would have been obviously amazing if that didn't happen. But, um, you know, you got to build him up again. You, you gotta, you gotta build him up again and, and, and just, just re-push him and just re-dominate, you know? Uh, I'm not saying having him go out there and just burying dudes and, you know what I mean? Just kind of putting, putting jobbers out and just destroying people. But, um, but I, I, I could have definitely seen a, a lot more usage of, uh, you know, just a bigger, more important usage of Dark Order. I, I, I think, you know, almost NWO like where they legit just, you know, have their own, and, and and you know what I mean. I, I definitely think that that it was. It's not too hard to uh, to picture Brody. I think within the last year, at least challenging for the for the heavyweight title. Yeah. Uh, I will give AEW a lot of credit. They have done a good job of not just hodgepodge and hot potatoing uh, is the correct term. That that championship. I think they've only had three champions since. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been Jericho, Ambra, or Mox, and uh, and, and Omega. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but I definitely would have seen him as a, you know, still as a main event player, which is really neat, uh, you know, to, uh, to to have him up there instead of just kind of floating around on the mid card. He obviously isn't in charge of the biggest faction in, a- in AEW right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, so you, it's just it, it's important to keep him as relevant as you possibly can. No, I totally agree with you. I think that uh, keeping him relevant is one of the biggest things they would have had to do because after losing to Cody like that, like it was a great match, don't get me wrong, but they would have had to build him back up, be like, oh, he is a credible threat. Cody was just better on that one day. It could have gone either way. Correct. So I think like in my... Cody's not even really around, is, it, is he? Do what? Is Cody's not even really around anymore much, is he? Ah, so that's hard. It depends on the month. Like, he's sometimes there, sometimes not. I know he's feuding with, like, Malachi Black, and I don't really get the hate for him. Like, going off on a side tangent real quick, everybody's hating on Cody Rhodes, and it's like, like, okay, but, like, he's putting people over. Like, yes, he has to get his win back, like, and he has to win sometimes, but, like, for the most part, he's put Andrade, he's put Malachi, he's put uh, all these people over, and people are like, oh, he just wants the world title. I'm like... He hasn't even had the world title. He has that stipulation where he can't challenge for the world title. So I just don't get the hate for him. Right. No, I mean, it's crazy, right? A couple years ago, everybody was just super. Cody was like the, every the, the the indie every indie fan's wet dream, right? Yeah. The the international wrestling community's wet dream, and uh, and and now how quick they turn on you, right? He yeah. he's a big he's an instrumental part of getting AEW uh, going, right? I mean, and I'm I'm not mistaken in that. And, you know, he, he books himself in a couple of feuds, puts on some stellar matches, and all of a sudden people can't stand him. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't get it. I mean, I thought I, – honestly, let's be real, though. I do think heel Cody is better. I like heel Cody. I definitely like heel Cody. Babyface, you know, it's – babyface Cody's too white meat babyface, yeah. in my opinion. Um, it worked you know, for his dad, it, not him. Correct, and and that's the era that we're in now. Is that listen? If you're a if you're a plain old, good old boy baby face, it just does not work in this generation. It doesn't. No, no, no. It's all about the the anti hero. Yeah, which uh, Malachi Black has done pretty well, and Brody Lee. I I think Brody Lee could have been that anti hero. He he could have been like I don't think he like once you position him in that, that role. I think he could have done great as like the anti hero. Like, oh, he's still. A bad guy but he's also done some good you know no for sure for sure yeah it's 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 one of those yeah little tweener things that just people like to get behind um 
because I remember when Cody was starting up AEW and people were asking about the, you know, I think because they, they do a really good job of speaking to the press and, and all that stuff. And uh, people were inquiring about the heel and face and they're like, yeah, the lines are kind of blurred now or there's really not, it, it's really not so cut and dry as it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, it's, which it's, is it's interesting, not. which is an interesting fact. It's, it's true. Stone Cold Steve Austin changed that um, for, for a, a lot of people. And now, yeah, now the lines are blurred. Right, good old boy, baby faces just don't work uh, anymore. They they don't. It's 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 beyond that. So um, so yeah, uh, Cody yeah, Cody's kind of flip flopped a little bit. So it's a bit so, but it's a little confusing at the same time too. Yeah, and like Cody as like like I said, as a heel was pretty damn good. But like honestly, I think his best feud best feud as a face was against Brody Lee. They put on some hella matches. It was great with uh, Cody before that putting a, the TNT title up for grabs every week as yeah. a TV title, and then I think Brody was the one who beat him for it eventually. And then, you know, it just as a you you really wanted to get behind Cody because you really didn't like Brody Lee. Like this is before his passing, just because right. of the faction and you know the cult leader type thing and the promos he were cutting. They were great, but don't get me wrong, he was doing his job. He was a heel. Yeah, he did it in a traditional sense. He like he was a cool heel, but like yeah. it, there's, you know, it it did add some sympathy to it did give some sympathy to Cody, mm-hmm. which which was a, uh, a a very nice touch, a very nice touch. But yeah, it, so it it's so hard too because Brody's heel stuff was so funny. The uh you know the the uh, the, the backstage stuff that he do where he's, he's slapping uh people with right papers you yeah the, you the papers and you'd sla- be slapping people with it um so it got him over a little bit it was just fun funny stuff but uh you know Brody did do a good job of getting cody over as a baby face and they kind of after that cody kind of started to fall into this uh this period where we just really don't know what he is right i think he got the face tattoo after that which is really uh peculiar and just he just got real yeah just kind of he just fell flat a little bit but again, yeah. I, I still like him. I was huge when Cody got in the Indies and start was starting to do everything. I I liked him before they started messing with his character in WWE before they made him Stardust. Uh, yeah. I loved I loved uh, Cody Rhodes with the face mask. Oh yeah, that was some of his best work. I even loved dashing Cody Rhodes. Yeah. And then when he teamed with Goldust and his dad to take on the Shield, that was that was prime Cody. But on the Indies, Cody was a. Uh, when he was cutting promos in Ring of Honor, you were just like, yikes. Like when somebody said, uh, Kenny, Kenny, I think Kenny had said that he was a failed product of um, WWE. He's like, I might have been a failed product of WWE, but you were a failed product of their developmental system. I was like, God. Yeah. Like he still I has was backstage. that. Heat. I was backstage when the, him and Goldust won the tag titles, too. So that was pretty, that was pretty neat. That was a fun time uh, to, to be able to see that. But, but yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's, True. I mean, it, it's kind of true. The WWE is not the place of creative freedom anymore. It really isn't. The guys are legitimately walking on eggshells. If they go off script and they do something, yeah, they can they can get in trouble. They can get in a, in a lot of trouble. It, it's too it's too organized now. Mm-hmm. It's too organized now. And Cody, like the, you see all these guys, they leave the E right now. They get you know, we just had a bunch of big layoffs, and there's gonna be stars coming out. Of it. There's gonna be some dogs uh, good. <laughs> uh you know there's gonna be some stars coming out of that 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 batch of, of releases oh, yeah. and 
And uh, it, there always is. There always is. There's always somebody who gets released in one of these big time releases and becomes something bigger. You know, I mean, Jesus, Zack Ryder. I know he's not on really on TV right now. He did like a little stunt with AEW. He's on really Impact. Talk- is he? Yeah. Is that what it is? I see. I don't even see it. But but I know him from his GCW stuff right right now. More oh yeah, so. that's uh <laughs> pretty big. Yeah. So I, you know what I mean. So, but these guys are finding ways to be relevant. Where WWE, they, 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 they hand, you know, they, they, they handpick. They, it's, it's so, it's such a hot mess right now. It's, it's, it's so bad. You know, you hear about teams with thirty writers. It's like thirty right. How is anybody going to get a, agree on anything? How do you produce television like that? And unfortunately, a lot of the best talent, the best people who can work good matches, are. You know, uh, they're relegated to crap storylines, crap bookings, crap matches, crap spots on the card. Uh, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, and it's 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 shameful. Like WWE is no like, and not, I don't want to make this a shot on WWE, but um, you know, type episode. But it, it's not a place where people can go and 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 live their dreams. I guess. I mean, Brody's a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah. Brody, as, huge... as soon as he got released, he went to AEW and. Um, to be fair, his best work in his career was in AEW. The little what eight months he was there, hands down. Uh, he'd never been, I think, more relevant as as a, as a wrestler, as a character in wrestling. Never been more relevant. And you know, we talked about it on the tribute episode, just how many lives he touched. I mean, that dude can do no wrong. He was just happy to be out there. Like that was what it mattered to him. Like he loved WWE. He grew up with WWE. Like a lot of people did. But uh, when he got there, he realized it wasn't what what it used to be. And AEW legit gave him this opportunity to be um, to show off his creative side, you know, to to be who, um, to, to to be the performer that he wanted to be and, and what he envisioned. And they did a really good job uh, letting him do that. And, and listen, it, there, there's no maybe maybe he would be, you know, there's there's a like I said, he's he has heavyweight title. Uh, uh, the build, the look, the character, and there's no doubt that at some point, you know, he could be heavyweight champion. So who who would you have liked to have seen him against if he hadn't passed? Like, who would you have liked to see him feud with after the whole Cody thing was done? Um, Let's see. I mean, obviously, like right now, I'd love to see him and Punk go at it again. I'd love to see him and Daniel Bryan go at it again. But I don't. Again, I don't think Punk happens if if this whole thing with Brody doesn't happen. That's that that's that's the whole thing right now with, yeah. with that. But I would like to see him in the. I mean, Jesus, there's so many guys he can go, uh, you know, toe to toe with. I'd love to somehow see you know Brody and Jericho go at it. You know, there's literally he can. The, the, the good thing about Brody is that he can have a good match with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I know that AEW has a pretty bloated roster right now. They do. But it, it's, you know, there's guys who, like, oh, so and so is all elite. And then you don't see him on TV ever. But, um, you know what I mean? There's so many good matches, like, in there for him. He would, he would make an interesting match out of just about anybody on that roster. You know, I, I'd love to see him go up against, like, a, a little crossover Christian. You know, I know Christian's an impact right now. Um, he's right. He's still one of their champions. Um, no, that that uh, partnership did actually drop ended. It? So, oh, it did. Christian okay. lost to Josh Alexander at uh, Bound for Glory, and then Moose cashed in whatever he had won for a world title match. But I, I know you're um 
pretty familiar with Daniel Garcia. Would you have liked to seen a match between Brody Lee and Daniel Garcia? Um, I think it would have worked. I think it would have worked. You know, uh, what Garcia lacks in size and stuff, he he has in technique. And uh, you know, it was really cool to see CM Punk uh, put him over, like, put him over, but not at the same time. He gave him a lot of stuff to do when, when Garcia wasn't even signed, and they wrestled a couple Fridays ago. Uh, but I, I think it would have been interesting. It, it would have been interesting. Brody, I know Brody would have given him a lot to, to kind of be a superstar. But um, as far like a five, like a if we're talking Meltzer ratings here, I, I don't know how uh, you know just the size difference was too much. But yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some definite in- intrigue there uh, for, from something like that. You know, I I, I feel you. yeah. It uh, some of the people on the roster now he could have had a knockdown dragout brawl with. It's it's. Insane. I think the biggest thing I, w- I would have wanted to see, like, if he hadn't passed, obviously the stuff with Hangman and the Dark Order wouldn't have happened, but they planted the seeds before his passing with Hangman about joining the Dark Order, and I would have loved to seen a feud between Hangman and Brody. Yeah, that could have been something. That could have been something. I think that was kind of a, a little bit of an indie dream match, right? Hangman was killing on the indies, and, um, you know, Brody released. You just want to see those guys kind of interact. Yeah, who knows? I think they might have wrestled before. I honestly don't know, but um, that, that definitely could have been something pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I think that um, maybe doing a um, a storyline with Hangman and uh, Brody and have them maybe somehow win the tag team belts and then you know have to go back and forth and whatnot. That would have been pretty cool to see uh, them feud. Uh, who who's a real leader of the Dark Order? Who are they really going to follow? You know, that could have been an angle at some point. There's there's no doubt about that. If they you know if they wanted it to do that, if there was any interest in uh, splitting them up, you know, doing a kind of a face heel thing, and even if they wanted to turn Brody, you know, face at some point, um, that that would have been an interesting angle, but. Excuse me, but uh, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's so much that they, a lot of, a lot of mismatches, especially with the way that AEW has grown, right? Like now, people are saying that the WWE is in trouble with how good AEW is, and man, it's like, man, I wish Brody was part of that. Yeah, it's just so sad because he was with the company when it was smaller. Like, yes, they had Jericho and they had Moxley, but like those were the two biggest names they had. He was arguably the third biggest name they had. And now you have Punk, you have Daniel Bryan, you have all these former WWE guys. You get, for God's sake, you got Big Show, Mark Henry, Christian. Like, those are big yeah. names. And to see him, like, maybe, like, do something with, like, I would have loved to see him versus Christian because by the time he was in WWE, Christian was on his way out. Correct. Like, they might have yeah. wrestled a few times, but it wasn't anything that they, because they could have had a five-star match. You know, maybe put the TNT title back on Brody and then had Christian feud with him. Like, I, I love Christian. I love Brody. I think that would have been match of the year candidate. For sure. Oh, I, I highly agree. And I think that's the one thing that, you know, he wanted to be able to show off too was that he could, like, wrestle. He wasn't just this big brooding character who goes out and does it, you know, does a few moves and, and does this. Like, he can go. And I think we all seen it. You know, one of my favorite matches of Brody's is uh, it's a, the six man tag with with the Wyatts and the Shield back in 2014. No way, no way out or Elimination Chamber, whichever the Elimination was Chamber. I think it was. Uh, I think it, it was, was called the one right before Chamber. WrestleMania. Yeah, they 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 mess with the the February name so many times, but um, 
I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but you know, that was one of my favorite ones where you can actually see him do what he, he can do. He this dude can jump through the ropes, right? He's he's doing, uh, he's he's diving through the the ropes, and and that's just what he wanted to show off that he can do. He was a big man that can go. Like I wrestled Brody, and I took a hurricanrana from him uh, at one point. It was one of the craziest things I've ever like experienced. Uh, you know, this dude, as big as he was, as massive as he was, he could fly around like a lightweight and he just wanted the opportunity to show that so he could, you know what I mean? So he can cement kind of his legacy and, and, and keep making money. And I know that the indie style right now is a lot of high flying stuff, a lot of quick, you know, crazy technical stuff. And you look at Brody, and you don't think that, but he could do it. And that's what made him dangerous in the ring. And, uh, I think that's why, that's why like the extra sting on all this is that man he's he can't we know he belongs but we yeah. you know the the general population of course who's never seen those little those little maneuvers uh they, they don't know they don't know I, I really do think Brody could have been AEW's version of the Undertaker not like the whole character wise but like the 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 presence, you know, he could have been as big as the Undertaker for AEW. Like obviously the the gimmicks are different, but it's close enough to where you know it could have worked out that way, and he could have been you know Mister All All In or All Out or Full Gear or whatever. You know, he could have done so many things, and that's I think that's what sucks about this whole situation because like uh, his last match in WWE, like one of his last feuds was with Daniel Bryan because Bryan called him up. was like, bro, I know you're under contract. You just want to come wrestle me. Like he called him because Brody was like, dude, I'm not, I don't want to go back to WWE. He asked him for his release. And that that's what sucks too. He asked for his release. Like, I think like nine months before he got it. Correct. Yeah. They keep kept denying him because they knew if he got, if he got loose, he was going to be a star. And, uh, finally his, his, his contract just got, they, they let his contract be granted. Uh, or his contract ending, you know, they just kind of let it go. But they were, from what I understand, they were trying to sign him for a ton of like a ton of money that he had never seen before to not wrestle. Like that's one of those fishy, weird things. Like you stay here, we're never gonna, we're not gonna use you, but we're gonna throw a ton of money at you. Yeah, to just and, not go to AEW because they knew what he would become. Correct, and you know what I mean. Like especially with the way that the world shaped up last year, right? The pandemic, COVID nineteen. Uh, you know damn well that if that was the case, he would have been one of those casualties. Uh, at oh, least yeah, no over the last year, right? I mean, Jesus, they just let go of Braun Strowman after signing him to a massive deal. You think they would have thought twice about cutting Brody? So yeah, he I knew mean, he had to get out of there. He did the right thing, and uh, you know, he he made the right move. He made the right move. Oh, he definitely did. I mean, like he wasn't a huge star in WWE. Like, of course, he was with the White, but hell, they released Bray Wyatt. So it's like, you think they wouldn't have released uh, Luke Harper too? You know it. it... I don't know. That's what, yeah. that's what bothers me about WWE. And I, going off on another side tangent, because I you were in the wrestling business, you uh, you still interact with the people in there. My biggest issue with the whole Bray Wyatt, Karrion Cross, and Keith Lee thing is the whole the whole thing that came out that they were difficult to work work with. You know, it's like I, I guess some people could have said the same with Brody when he asked for his release, but like you know, is is it really being difficult to work with when you want to do good for your character? Correct. Uh, and it that, that's sense. Uh, right. You know, that's what WWE is. They're, they're a fallen line, and you know, oh, we're the and that's been the mentality for the longest time. We're we're the biggest name in sports entertainment. There's literally there was no competition no. until AEW really stepped their game up. 
And, you know, oh, if you don't like it too bad, you can go work, you know, all over the country on the independent level and pay for your own travel. Or yeah, you can go just to pay Japan. Some, right. You know, have fun with that. That's been their mentality. And, and you know, it's – and that's what's killing pro wrestling, I think, it, it for WWE. That's like shooting themselves in the foot. I know so many people who have dropped off from watching that product, um, like, completely. I, I, I have no idea who the champions are. I have no idea what, you know, what goes on. I don't follow it at all because it's just how – just how boring and terrible uh, the booking has been. It's yeah. it's It's abysmal. It's abysmal. Yeah, and then the whole and NXT was the best thing they had, and then they rebooted that NXT 2.0 because yeah, Vince was pissed guys. because they didn't beat AEW. Of course, they're not going to beat AEW. Like, I'm yeah. sorry that you have like cool, cool. You have Adam Cole, who is a big star. Don't get me wrong, but AEW had Jericho, they had Moxley, they had Kenny Omega, and they had these big dream matches. You're not going to beat them. You beat them one time, and that was it. So I don't know. And they kept pulling stars away. That's another thing, too, with NXT. You kept pulling stars away. You openly, I mean, granted, we knew it was a developer, it was a feeder for the main roster, but you, you know, you pull all these stars. NXT was the best in, like, 2013, 2014, when Kevin Owens was there, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Like, though, that roster was insane. Like, NXT shows were better than... But, you know, they were just way better than uh, the main brand ones. And Vince was, was getting pissed no about it. Yeah. And then, you know, it, you, you leave them with table scraps. And, again, you still – the way that you, you elect to book and utilize these talents is still so cookie-cutter. Of course they're not going to beat at, at AEW. Of course. Uh, you know what I mean? And I couldn't name you one single person on the, on the NXT roster right now. I, I, I honestly couldn't. And, you know, that's a problem when your characters aren't mainstream. When when nobody knows who your you know who's on your roster, and again, granted, I know it's a developmental thing, but it's yeah, it, it's like oh, it, it's like that one meme where the guy shoots somebody and then it's like oh, how could they do this or you know what I mean? How could so and so do this? And it's like it's literally just them shooting themselves yeah. the entire time. Yeah, Vince McMahon shooting himself because he doesn't like the fact that uh, NXT was more over than the main roster. But when you're putting on, like, and then having Karrion Cross lose on his Raw debut when he had the NXT title to Jeff Hardy. Like, what? Like, I love Hardy, don't get me wrong, but it's like, this man had been losing to, like, Austin Theory and people, and you just have him beat Karrion Cross in two minutes. You're yeah. NXT champion. Yeah. After yeah. he Way to show everybody. Right. Way to show how the different, the level of difference between your roster, uh, between your rosters, way to show, way to shit on your champion, basically. And, and now Cross is, is released, obviously. So, um, right. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. one of, he's been one of the cuts. So, and so good for him. You know, it's another missed opportunity. I mean, they let Adam Cole slip their, through their fingers for Christ's sake. And, and it's, it's terrible. I, I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm glad that the establishment of WWE is kind of get, is really getting tested and challenged right now because it is is it was never getting going to get any better until no. until somebody like AEW stepped up because so. it it was never going to be Ring of Honor and it was never going to be Impact because they didn't have the money or the passion behind them to be that big but now you have people leaving WWE to go to AEW and Brody was one of the first people and Brody and Moxley were the first people to do it. 
They were. They they they, they were. Even like I mean, Jericho's got to be given a credit, a lot of credit too. I mean, we thought he was a WWE lifer. And that's and what he I, said. And then he was like, "Yo, I I'm I got to talking to Tony, and it's just like it 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 was so much better. It was like, bro, like I I have creative freedom. What? I can say what I want. I don't have to re read this script. What? Yeah, I I watched when I was backstage. I could not. I was a little blown away by the way that WWE operated things. It, it it's like a movie production company. Like everybody has papers or with their tablets with lines on them. They get emailed like what they're supposed to say, and if it, they screw up, they have to okay cut. All right, and action. It's legit what they do. This is 2013. I can only imagine how bad it is now. Um, it, it's it's. They made it a movie production, and wrestlers don't like that. They don't want to. They don't want to feel like that. They want to speak from the heart. They want to wrestle from the heart. You know, uh, the the extensive breakdowns of their of their matches. They legit go through everything. Like on the independent level, you're calling stuff. You're calling stuff beforehand, but you're also thinking a little bit on the fly. Yeah. In WWE, a lot of that stuff is kind of just broken down for you, like beforehand with agents. We're like you're gonna do this, 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 and this at certain points. And I'm just like, this isn't wrestling. How is it? What is it? What is this? Like this isn't pro wrestling. Yeah, no, it's 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 not, and it's I don't even know what to call it. It's sports entertainment. That's that's what it is. It's not wrestling. And right. AEW is the uh, is now the standard bearer for a wrestling company, and you know you got to see wrestlers wrestle in AEW, Moxley, Brody Lee, like, this is the company they go to wrestle, and they have great matches, and they have great promos because it comes from them, not a writer sitting behind a table like, oh, this would sound good in a movie. Kevin Dunn, Jim Cornette's favorite uh, favorite WWE employee, Kevin Dunn, who's a legit movie producer. Yep. Did you, uh, have you, have you seen anything about Moxley's book? Uh, I've seen a couple excerpts, and yeah, he's not a big fan of Kevin Dunn. Yeah, wrote a whole and, page on saying fuck Kevin Dunn. Yeah, a lot of people do because he's he's an asshole. From everybody is everybody has said that. I even like I, I, again, I listened to Bruce Pritchard's uh, thing, and Snoop Dogg's that once called him an asshole or something like that, or punked him out. They were doing some, uh, uh, they were do they were doing some some show thing, and they they sent Kevin Dunn to help help film it or help organize it and produce it and and Snoop Dogg didn't like him but he's a, that's that's how he is it's 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 crap yeah it's it, you know what i mean it's 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 not organic at all no and you could tell and that's what that's what made Brody's character from WWE to AEW so different obviously you know with the Wyatt family like Brody was smart and he didn't have a southern accent like he was a northerner. He was from New York, and you're trying to pass him off as this like, like crazy guy from the Bayou and with the southern accent. I'm like, bro, he's not gonna be able to do a southern accent. Like, he just can't. No, it's not one of those things you can just kind of make up. And if you do make it up, you can't keep it up 24 yeah. seven. Stupid. Yeah, no. And it, uh, what WWE should have done with him is let uh, after like I agree bringing him in the way he did because you have to have a start somewhere. Well, oh, it was great. Yeah, it, with the Wyatt family, I loved him. But after he broke away from the Wyatt family, have him become the Brody Lee character, the smart, intelligent monster that he was in AEW, and he would have been a world champion within WWE. Hell, he could have surpassed the Bray Wyatt character. 
you see some of the guys that they put the title the heavyweight title on nowadays too and it's like he outworks those guys all day every day he makes it look easy too you know what I mean? I, I would dare say I'll go as far as saying that Brody, and this is personal bias aside, Brody was a way better character, wrestler, uh, entertainer than than Roman Reigns was. You you never heard you never ever heard Brody um, as Luke Harper booed because they just could not stand who he was. Yeah, as a performer, never heard that. Um, you know what I mean? And that, that's that's something that could have been done. And like I said, it, you give him just a little bit of a build up a little bit of a push and you would be surprised, right? They gave him the IC title for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. He beat, I think Ziggler and then Ziggler and then beat lost it a couple Ziggler. weeks later. Like what was the point, bro? Like I, I'm glad he won the title and his name will be in history forever. Right. But what was the point if he's not going to have a monster title reign? He is a, he was a monster of a man who could move like a cruiserweight. You had a star with him, and AEW proved that. If he was still alive today, I I guarantee he would have been world champion by now. Yeah. I certainly want to believe it. I, I, I do, because that's all he ever wanted. When he when we were talking before he got signed, he, just, he wants to be able to prove that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And when he was in WWE, he you know, acknowledged, hey, like I'm not getting that opportunity. It's too political. It's it's too much this, it's too much that, and AEW was that spot for him. Yeah, and then his uh, I know a big thing for him before he passed, like w- one of the things in his contract was that he was going to be able to work in New Japan once everything opened back up, and with all the, this forbidden door stuff being open, can you imagine the matches he would have with some of the people in the Bullet Club or in New Japan? You know, they loved him in Japan. He, oh yeah, he went there many a time. I think he had a couple like. I want to say at least half a dozen to a dozen tours over in Japan. And he was a huge star over there. They loved uh, having Brody in. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, IWGP and, and, you know, just all that crossover stuff. Even there's some – obviously, I think there would have been some interesting matches with the uh, with the AEW Impact crossover. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot of potential good for there. And, yeah. like I said, he just – in this day and age, the the archaic WWE schedule is is so demoralizing. It's so bad. Um, they literally just abuse these wrestlers. They do. Um, and of course, people are going to act differently when they're put on top, right? When they when they're uh, when they're they're superstars, right? Look at Braun Strowman. He was taking shots at people, you know, complaining about the, in, the, the indie wrestling cuts like a year ago. And now he's on the other side and, go, and, and he's not super happy about it. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, but it's like it's, it's one of those things where, you know, a guy like John Cena or a guy like Roman Reigns right now are going to be like, yeah, WWE's the best because they're paying them to be the best. They're putting the rocket shit to them. But they don't think of what it's like to be the other guy, the, the guys lower on the card who are literally doing all that they can but just can't seem to get um, get any backing when it comes to the bookers. So, uh so it, it's it's a horrible workplace. Like, there's a part of me like I'm glad I'm away from wrestling because of that. You know that sense. Like I used to think that like man, WWE's the be all end all, and yeah, and it, it's it's not. It's it's hard. It's hard on families. You're on the road 300 days a year. Uh, it, you pretty typically like that's that's a tough life. 
That's a tough life. AEW gives them, you come in, you, you, you film your stuff down in Jacksonville, you go home, you can go do whatever you want. They, they or not, it's not Jacksonville anymore. They travel, but they don't really do house shows. Uh, yeah, the, the only thing they do is they tape at uh, Universal Studios for, uh, I believe it's dark. Yeah. And then they, they have, they work, what, uh, four, four, four Wednesdays a month and when Wednesdays a month and then, uh, one Saturday every few months and some of them are doing media and stuff. And I mean, I'm sure that's optional, but it's like, they're not doing house shows, which let's be real that the days of the house show for a big company like that are dead. Oh yeah. The attendance is horrible right now, uh, for WWE for house shows. There's the, there's no interest in them because one, you know, nothing meaningful is going to happen. Exactly. Right. You know that if you get a title match at a, at a house show and and I, I seen it before and it, it made me mad, you know, I was like, really? Like, this is what they're, they're selling us. It was, a, it was right before WrestleMania 21 and, and John Cena and JBL were going at it. And it was for the WWE championship. And you just knew you're like, okay, they're not going to change the title here. No. So, you know what I mean? So it, it kind of, it really defeats the purpose uh, of a house show that nothing good is going to happen. Um, and yeah, the out of the house show is, is dead. And these guys are doing most of their stuff on house shows and it's terrible. You know, it, it, it's that they, they, well, some of them, they hate TV. When I was backstage for the e, for WWE, a lot of them hated TV, but liked the house shows, but they did say that the house shows were a little crazy. So yeah. Yeah. It I depends mean, on who you ask. I mean, I can understand that, but like, my thing is they're beating up their bodies for what? Like you, a wrestler has a bump card and there's only so many bumps you can take yeah. in your life. And it's like, you're wasting them on house shows. Right. Yeah. You certainly did. Certainly did. I can't tell you. You know, I used to read the dirt sheets when I cared a bunch, and, and guys were getting hurt, like, on, on house shows, banged up on house shows. Uh, you know, for what? For a crowd of 1,000 people, 2,000 people? Like, you're not selling out arenas on house shows. It's just... No. That's just... That's how it is. That's it's what the business has led to, the business model has led to. So, um, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of silly. It, no point to it. Give the guys a break. Let them do their TV, and then let them be humans i think WWE would be a much healthier workplace if it was a lot more open like that yeah a lot more discussion people being able to do what they want eliminating house shows uh just make it a fun environment because you know that's why that's why people left that's why people went to aew and you know i mean look at i think brian and cole are the best examples of people just leaving not getting released just leaving and going to aew Right, because they're trying to dictate their wrestling careers. It's like, no, 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 I'm good to go. I know what I can do, and you're not using me the way that I deserve to be. So, piss off. Um, I have a story. I don't know if I've told you this one before. So, when I when I was backstage with WWE, I sat uh, Monday Night Raw was in Pittsburgh, and I sat next to uh, Brodus Clay, aka Tyrus. Uh, he's in a couple other gimmicks, the Funkosaurus, essentially. Yeah, yeah, he's on uh, uh, Fox News now as a consultant. He, Yes, yeah, he's a very smart man, very, very smart. intelligent man, very uh, well-spoken. But, um, you know, I'd sit there, and I, I listened to, you know, I was listening to him talk, and he was just so bitter. I'm like, how are you bitter? You have one of this happiest gimmicks, you're over. He goes, you just, he's like, there's a lot that goes on here that a lot of people don't know. I'm like, well, talk to me. Like, I know I'm just an indie, you know, indie dude, but, you know, I, I care. And uh, he was telling me that at WrestleMania that year, the year the the March April prior, 
he, him, and uh, Tensai were supposed to have a viscerous spot as a tag team match that got uh, pulled. Right, I remember Wait, that is... because they were supposed to team with the Funkadactyls versus somebody else, and and, and it got pushed to Raw. Yes, he was supposed to be. This was going to be his time to shine. WrestleMania payday finally, and they were standing at the curtain when they said, "Hey, we're sorry, um, you're not going out there tonight," because CM Punk and Undertaker went long. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. can you imagine like how that feels? Like you know, as a as a as a human being, screw the wrestler part. As a human being, you're about to go out there and wrestle in front of sixty, seventy thousand people. WrestleMania, what everybody who's ever grown up watching pro wrestling dreams about either attending or being a part of. And at the curtain, right before you're you're allegedly supposed to go out, they rip it from you. I don't want to work at a place like that. No. And it like this was sick. This was September. No, this is October of 2011. No, it wasn't 2011. 2013. So that's probably f- six, seven months after WrestleMania, and it was still bothering him as a human being. He goes, "It pissed me off." He goes, "I don't want to be. I, I lost my mind." And you know, it's uh, it's that's the humans. That's the stuff that people don't get to see. Yeah, they think, oh, these are just wrestlers. They don't, they don't care. No, the problem with WWE, especially, is they do care. The wrestlers do care. That's why they became wrestlers. They want that creative freedom. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and they say, they they were saying how the wrestlers they probably hate the writers because how are you going to have someone write for you when you were the one, most one invested in this character? And that that goes to back to Bray Wyatt and Karrion and Cross and Keith Lee being difficult to work with, like. Yes, they're going to get mad about that stuff because it's their character, but how are you going to tell them, oh, well, you need to do this, and then just pull it away from them at the last second because somebody ran long? It's not like you don't have the time for WrestleMania. Right, yeah. It's a, what, seven, eight-hour show, essentially? Yeah. You could, you could, and you you just to- took this away from these people, these, these wrestlers. Uh, it's it's messed up. It's a toxic environment that, you know, it deserves the – it deserves everything bad that's coming their way. Yeah, and I can assure you that. At this point, I get really like I know you don't watch current wrestling like much anymore. You you you'll keep up with AEW occasionally, but like my the best time I have had watching wrestling is with my friends watching AEW. We're going to um, it's an AEW show, not this Dynamite, but next Dynamite. It's in Norfolk, Virginia. It's the Dynamite after Full Gear, and okay. it's a Rampage taping too in Dark Elevation and. You know, it's. I'm hoping Hangman Page wins the title, but like, there's nine or ten of us going. We would have never done that with the WWE show. Nine or ten, everybody like, nah, fuck that. Right. Yeah, it's not worth my time. We know we're just gonna end up sad and yeah. disappointed at the end. Yep. But with hundred percent with AEW, like that was that's my biggest thing though. Is like, I wish I had gotten seen Brody uh, wrestle live. Like, I don't think I ever did. I'd have to go back and see the events I went to, but I don't remember seeing him wrestle live. Right, which is, you know, it's a shame. It's a treat that a lot of people just did not get to uh, experience, unfortunately. And it was. It was it was something. It was it was cool to see him, uh, you know, in your local fire hall, you know, when I was on shows with him. And then it was really cool to see him in a big old arena. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a damn shame. So if you had, like, a number one dream match, it doesn't have to be an AEW, but if you had a number one guy you would have liked to seen Brody wrestle, who would it have been? 
Oh, man. I'd probably... I probably really wanted to see him go up against Bray Wyatt. And I think with the way that they were using him in WWE that it would only be a matter of time in AEW if they were to if they were to go about bringing him in. We never got that. Right? They teased it. Yeah. They teased it. He Brody wrestled a number 1 contenders match against Randy Orton and Randy Orton won uh, to go on to WrestleMania to face Bray. But I I really think emotionally that would be a main event match for a lot of people. And it would be a good match too. Cause we, but we know that both those guys know how to work and people know the, the history between the two, but just emotionally, just fans of the sport and the human emotion side of things. How cool would that have been to see um, Brody and, and, and Bray Wyatt, you know, Wyndham Rotunda, uh, you know, looking at each other across the ring, knowing that these were two of the most mishandled superstars in WWE history. Uh, over the last decade and be like, okay, look how far we've come. Would you have wanted to see that in WWE or AEW? AEW firsthand. They would have given him five minutes in, in, in WWE. I can assure you. It would give him a quick five minutes, bing, 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 and then controlled the emotion of the match. Just controlled every aspect of it. Um, so, yeah, uh, it would have to have been in AEW for you know what I mean? It, he obviously, he wouldn't be Bray Wyatt at that point, but you would just know. You would just know that what we were seeing was, you know, it was Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt, even though they'd be under different names. No, I, I totally agree. I think that could have been one of the best feuds of all time if if they had done it right, which AEW, they've done a lot of things right. I'll get they have done some things wrong, but I think with this, with having Bray Wyatt's hand in it and Brody Lee's hand in it, they wouldn't have gotten it wrong. No, they, they they probably want. I mean, again, you have two great creative minds. I mean, you think that Firefly Funhouse was an idea of of WWE? No, there was nobody doing that. That is a brainchild of Wyndham Rotunda, and he made that thing as interesting and and as he possibly could. The best thing on the show. Uh, absolutely was. And then I think absolutely was. I think the the moment they ruined the fiend was when he got beat by Goldberg. That was. I was done. Actually, no, hold up. When he got disc, or they disqualified Seth Rollins at a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, it was done. We were doing, I think we did Harley Kayfabe like the following Wednesday or Tuesday, and we talked about just how stupid it, it was and didn't make sense. And it's like, man, you really just buried, you basically stated that you don't trust Bray as your champion or, or whatever. It, it was one of those things like, okay, if he loses, you know, if he loses, yeah, he's going to go down, but also, um, yeah, but if he wins, it's got to be really good for him and the character. And and they just they didn't do it. They they, they failed to pull the trigger. And uh, and and yeah, just another just complete miscue. I I would just like to be a fly in the wall in those those booking meetings who decide that stuff. Yeah, Vince like, McMahon eating his steak. That's good shit. <laughs> like I mean, if you really think about it, it's like they legit do stuff to like piss fans off because they think it extends storylines, but. It's it's not like that anymore. Wrestling is so, uh, you know, it's it's an open door to the backstage area right now. That's a big psychology difference between now and, and back then. Back then, back in the 80s, the 70s, you could piss fans off and they're going to buy tickets to come back because um, they're invested, they're interested in the storytelling. Now everybody knows kind of what the business is like and, uh, and 
WWE will literally screw over a live crowd in a in in some city just to and and make them so disinterested in their product uh, just to keep a storyline going. It's it's honestly baffling. How many times have we you know you've been watching a Raw main event and the ending would be ending the disqualification? Mm-hmm. There was a I stopped watching wrestling when that happened. Uh, there was a long stretch of time where I think it was like two, 2010, 2011, where I just like I I can't do this anymore. John Cena would win a match by disqualification like, like every week for for two month period. I'm like, are you serious? Like this isn't even good booking. Like give the people a satisfying ending. It's 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 awful, and you you just can't do it that way. And AEW's been really good about you know doing uh, about giving people. Yeah, they don't care about losing clean, you know, guys losing clean. They don't care about that, uh, as long as it's a good match and people go home happy. Yeah, I think uh, AEW is uh, AEW and Tony Khan especially. You got to give Tony credit because without Tony, there is no AEW. Um, they're doing a lot of things right here, and I think if they continue, they'll they'll eventually beat WWE as the number one wrestling company in the world. But it's gonna take a little while, and you know, they might be there faster if Brody was still around. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it definitely would have helped tremendously. They they had a nice anchor with him, and uh, it's it's sad to see what you know what it's it's sad when you think about what didn't transpire. Yeah, it's it's upsetting. So guys, um, I think that's how we're gonna close the episode because it was this was a fun episode, and I don't want to get too down, but Brody Lee, rest in peace, one of the best big men, or not just big men, men the best human in wrestling history. Matt, I want to thank you for coming on on how we'd book it. It was fun talking to you about the exalted one, Brody Lee. Oh, dude, thanks for having me on. I know I don't have a lot to offer in, in a lot of other avenues in wrestling, but I will never hesitate to uh, take a chance to uh, to talk about Brody and give him some props. So thank you for that. Thank you for that opportunity. Yep, I appreciate you coming on. Matt, where can they find you? Where can they check you out? Oh, geez. Uh, hold on to something. No, I'm not going to name drop every single one of my podcasts. I have a million, but I will put over our wonderful network um, that is just full of just so many amazing, creative-minded people. Uh, I, I can't say enough how many like shows that we have are are just just so different. There's legitimately – like I know we, we use it as a tagline sometimes, but there's legitimately a podcast for everybody on our network, whether you like food, whether you like music, movies, sports – uh, and everything in between. There's legitimately something for everybody uh, on our network. So please do not hesitate. Go support. Go check out our podcasters. Go check out our podcasts, BICBP-radio.com. You can find all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, uh, Google Play, and, and beyond. Like, Do not hesitate. Everybody's hardworking. Everybody puts a lot of time and effort in their shows to – you know, not only just get things off their chest, but entertain you, the listeners, at the same time. So please, uh, please give them your time and energy. I would appreciate it. Yes, do that because all the podcasts are amazing. They're great listens, guys. But um, you can find me. I will be actually. I will be at a. Uh, I don't know when this episode's coming out, so I got to figure that out. But uh, <laughs> November thirteenth, I will be at a United Elite Wrestling show here in Richmond, Virginia. I will have a table if you want some wrestling figures. I got mostly AEW figures, so come by, come check it out. If you want to see, uh, if you want to see me at Virginia Comic Con, VA Comic Con, November twentieth, I will be there as well. I will have my own table with a banner, and 
If you want to see me at a, I don't even know the name of the promotion, but I will be at a wrestling show on the 28th as well. My November is very busy. But Wednesday, November 17th, I will be at Norfolk, Virginia for AEW uh, Dynamite and Rampage taping. So I want to see you there. And I appreciate everybody listening. But guys, as far as Brody Lee, Jason's not here to see it or say it. So I guess it's my job. That's how we book it. <laughs>